the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We are looking at Christian characteristics today here on Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. From the well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California, greetings in Christ, and welcome to our broadcast. If you'll join us, we're in Colossians chapter 3. We'll focus in on verses 12 through 17, throw in a few side passages along the way, and take a look at what Christian character really looks like. Today's message is simply called Christian Characteristics. We would invite you to join us today as we take a look in the mirror, if you will, at what we should look like as Christians. With today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing, here's our teacher and pastor, Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. Are you living, are you laying down your life for Jesus? Are you giving yourself to Jesus? Have you surrendered your will over to God? Are you giving your life, are you, are you giving your life to help somebody else? Are you pouring out your life to be a blessing to someone else? That's when you're going to find, you're going to find healing in your own life. What happens is people are so selfish. That's the only thing they think about is themselves. And then when things aren't going the way that they want, can I preach on this this morning? When things aren't going the way that they want them to go, they start pouting. And then that's when they shut the blinds. And they grab, they grab the bonbons. I don't want anybody to come over. I don't, I'm, I'm tired of everybody. And, you know, and then what they're doing is, in a lot of cases, people are just going into a pity party. Man, you got, look what, how God has blessed you. Look what God's did for your life. Look, man, you're still here. You almost died. And God kept you alive. What's wrong with you? Well, I don't have that. I'm not happy. Why aren't you happy? Because I don't have that. Well, what if God doesn't want to give it to you yet? Well, I'm not going to church. I'm going to watch live stream. I'm preaching right now. I know I'm preaching. I know I'm preaching right now. People are depressed. They don't even, don't even, the only reason why they're depressed is because they're not getting what they want. Because they haven't put on love. And love isn't consumed with self. Love is consumed with how can I bless God and how can I bless other people. And then when you give, we love him because he first loved us. When we start loving people, then love starts flowing back at us. Can I have an amen? And this is the thing we're looking for. We have to give. Then God begins to flow in our life. But if we're selfish, we'll never see ourselves growing. We'll never become perfect. We'll never be, see God mature us because we're, we're stuck at that infancy stage. And you all know this. You can be 50 years old and still be an infant in your thinking. 
Now your complaint isn't against your parents, it's against God who isn't giving you what you want. We've fallen out in the grocery store. You know how kids do. I want that toy. Now it's just God. I want that. God says no, and then we fall out. I need to move on from this. I'm telling y'all, this isn't even in my notes. But I can see it. This is what we need. We need to walk in love. Love God enough and love people enough that you're willing to lay down your life to be a blessing to them. Can I have an amen, y'all? Can I have an amen? Let's move on. He says here, here, and, and when we do that, we'll grow. He says, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which you were, you were called in one body. He says, and be what? Thankful. He says, and let the peace of God, I just wrote this down, and let the peace of God, meaning the peace of God is coming to me, I have to let it rule in my heart. I have to allow it to do what it's called and it's come to, fu- the way in which it's called to function in my life. He says, and let the peace of God rule in my heart. It's going to govern. It's going to take over. It's going to have supremacy in my heart if I allow it. I have to let it. I have to let myself embrace peace. Meaning I have to take my hands off the wheel and be willing to let go so God can have his free course in my life. And I'm okay with that. I don't have to know everything that's going to happen. I don't have to be in charge. I don't have to call the shots. I don't have to be the one that's driving the car. Lord, I can sit back, woo, and I can trust that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And that, God, you're going to order my steps, and I can have pe- I'm at peace with that. I'm at peace with that. I'm okay with that. I don't have to know everything and do everything. I want your peace to rule inside my heart. This is what God is looking for from us saints. We have to learn to let go and let God have peace. Let it rule in your hearts. So many people have been raised up, born into so much dysfunction that dysfunction becomes comfortable for them. And they're more acquainted with dysfunction than they are God's peace. God's peace is foreign to them. Wait a minute. Well, I don't feel like I'm doing anything. Well, that's right. Well, I'm not feel like I'm making it happen. I, I, this is, you know, I don't, I'm not, I don't feel like a, yeah, it's called peace. It's called relax. It's called chill. It's called stop worrying. It's called stop stressing. It's called stop fighting with people. It's stop, stop brawling with everybody. Stop getting mad all the time. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts. But some people, to them, that's boring. You mean I'm not, you know, just, just relax? Yeah. Take a deep breath. Some people will start fights because fights are just what they like to do. We got to break this. Jesus has given us a peace. He, have, he has left us a peace. He gives us a peace that the world does not give. He said, this kind of peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. It's a peace that surpasses all understanding. And it guards our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. People are born into such dysfunction that when there is peace, they feel like they got to start a war. 
Well, I feel this right now. Just enjoy your life. And enjoy the peace that you have. Why well, I feel like I, I feel like I'm not doing anything. Well, when you're walking with Jesus, sometimes you're going to feel like you're along for the ride. And that's a good thing. I love it being along for the ride. When you don't have to stress about, I don't have to have this elaborate plan for the next 20 years. Lord, give me this day my daily bread. And forgive me my trespasses. And all those who trespass against me. When we learn that, man, I don't have to have a brilliant plan. I got to walk with God every day in the cool of the garden. And the peace that God gives me is a peace that surpasses all understanding. I'm not against plans. But if we've made an elaborate plan that we've, we've contrived in our own strength and, and we've done it according to our own will and way. Listen, saints, you're not guaranteed success. When we learn to walk with God and be, and be at peace and let the peace of God rule in our hearts, which it wants to do, peace wants to rule in us, then what happens is we start to enjoy the journey. I was telling a person the other day that uh, they just got promoted and just got this major promotion. I mean, it's a major promotion. I was so blessed. And I told the person in my office, I was sitting down talking to him, and I said, listen, you just got blessed. I said, but I want to give you some, I want to give you some instruction here, though. I said, you, you've, you've been blessed. God has done this for you. I said, now sit back and enjoy what he's done. And the person just, sit, just sat there, looked, and just fell back in the chair and said, you know what? I needed to hear that. Enjoy it. It's like we, God takes something. He takes us out of all kinds of mess. He's trying to give us peace. And then we start stressing out over the blessing. Instead of saying, man, I'm gonna, we're going to get into all the stuff I got to do. But you know, I want to have a celebration of what God just did. It's like our kids graduate from our kids graduate from high school and then immediately they want to start thinking about college. Hey, you just graduated. Celebrate. Take a break. Get your breath. And as parents, okay, you graduated. Okay, now we need to order your new books. We need to get your new clothes. This is where you're gonna stay. This is what you're gonna do. We are and, and the kid is like, ah. I just graduated. Yeah, take a break for a minute. There's some problems over there. You're going to deal with them. But let me, let's rejoice in what you just did. You graduated from high school. Can I have an amen, y'all? But kids nowadays, they're so stressed out about where they're going to go to college. And all this other stuff that they're getting ready to run into, they haven't even stopped to celebrate. Can I preach on this this morning? Say, listen to me. Celebrate your accomplishments in your life. Pastor Kaufman, I've been sober for one week. Well, praise God. Can I have an amen? And this is what happens, saints, is we learn 
to get into this flow of peace and peace begins to rule in our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And he says here, look what he says. He says, to which you are called in one body. And he says, be thankful. Peace and thankfulness always run together. Peace and thankfulness, they run together. We have to stop, celebrate our accomplishments, stop worrying about all kinds of stuff that's down the line, and enjoy God's peace in our life, and then start being thankful. Start telling people how thankful you are. Start bragging about how, what God has done. And, and when all this is going on, listen to me, saints, when you're doing this, the devil's sitting back, and he's getting confused. The devil's getting confused because, because the devil... The devil constantly wants to, to remind you of what you don't have. But you and I need to start telling the devil what we do have and how grateful we are for where God has brought us this far. Can I have an amen? I may not have everything, but I'm grateful to God for where I'm at right now in my life. And I'm going to celebrate that. And that's when peace begins to to rule in our hearts. Look what he says, and we're going to close this out. He says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Look at verse 16. He says, dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father, he says through him. He says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. So we want to constantly be in the word and allowing the word of God to have a dwelling place and a resting place in our lives. And then he says, teaching and and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. This is, from a character standpoint, this is what we develop from the inside out. We develop a desire and a hunger for God's word. And then we allow God's, we allow the psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to be also a teaching agent for us. We sing these songs, saints. We're not just singing these songs because Because it blesses God, although it does bless God. These songs are also forms of reminder and they're teaching agents for us. The lyrics should teach. The lyrics should inspire. The lyrics and the sound should create something within us that causes us to mature and to grow and to become more and more like the Lord. And this is why it's so important that we embrace worship. We embrace praise because he says teaching and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody unto our heart to the Lord. All this stuff helps to construct something within us that makes ourselves available for the hand of God to move upon us. And so for us, we have to see this is, this is also part of the teaching aspect. You can't separate, well, this is just worship and this is just our teaching time. No, our worship time is a teaching time that spills over into more teaching time. We have to see it as that. And our kids need to know that. And we need to know that. And the world needs to know that as we sing our psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, something is happening within us that transforms us. 
It blesses God, but it transforms us. Can I have an amen, y'all? And we have to learn to do this. Stop listening to all these crazy people who are singing crazy songs about crazy stuff. You know, I, now, let me say this. I'm not, I felt bad when Prince died. I don't like seeing pe- people die. But, but I don't have nothing to do with Purple Rain. And bumping and grinding and jumping around stage. I'm not even going to go there. Because whatever you feed yourself, this, he said, teach with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. If I want to grow, I got to start getting a different kind of appetite. I'm not against those people. And I'm like, hey, man, I, I'm sad to hear people die and different things like that. But at the end of the day, I'm in a fight for my life and survival. From a spiritual standpoint, is my agenda. And I don't want nothing perverting my relationship. Oh, my goodness. I don't want nothing perverting my relationship with God, my intimacy. I don't want nothing to cut it off. So I can't feed myself something that's going to have me dreaming about crazy stuff at night. Can I preach this today? I can't, have, I can't be visualizing certain things. Everybody else may like that, but, it, but if I'm going to grow, i got to be taught and instructed in the way of the Lord. And singing psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, is going to help me to construct something. I don't want to build something up and then tear it down. Because I'm listening to Metallica before I go to bed. You know, there used to be a day when the saints of God, that, 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 that worship in Jesus was all they needed. There used to be a day when saints would, would, not, would, not, would not allow stuff to get in their spirit that's going to pollute their minds. But this new school Christianity, where we can be at the club on Saturday night and they be shouting in church on Sunday night, we're not going to make that in vogue in this church. Can I have an amen? We're going to make it hard because... Because Jesus, because Jesus, our heart should be satisfied with the sound that comes from his throne. And singing and making melody in our heart to God, it what should be motivating and moving us. This is Christian character. These are the characteristics that we should be looking for in one another. This is, this is where we should... We should really be connecting with God. And this is where God should see us that we're constantly coming out of the world and coming into wholeness with him. And and just because it's popular does not mean that it's right. And that this is what makes people, people grow. One of the first things I did when I got saved, my wife will tell you, I would listen to everything. And I'm not talking about, I'm talking about Hard stuff. I used to listen to Too Short, NWA, all of them. I used to, before I got saved, man, I had my car, I had my car, my music would be bumping loud. Deacon Rob will tell you, Elder Kenyon will tell you, they knew me before I got saved. I had it before them. 
Then I started listening to the lyrics. And I said, man, this guy just talked about sleeping with this girl, that girl, going to the club, buying this jewelry, doing this, doing that. And, and, then, and then, you know, something's not right. How many, how many, how many girls are you going to call that? How, how, many, how many people are you going to brag about sleeping with? How many, how many times, how many, how many, how many videos you going to make with all these girls jumping around in the car that you rented for the shoot? How many, how many girls, how many girls you, you, you going to have on here and, and they, and they have naked on the video? How, how many guys, how much weed you going to smoke? How much weed you going to smoke, man? And now, now I'm sitting here and I'm looking at all this stuff and I'm, and I just get saved and I'm saying, you know what, I can't feed myself this and then try to feed myself that at the same time. It's going to be a problem. I'm going to go, I'm going I'm to be confused. I got to give up something. I got to give something up if I'm going to mature. And you know what, I'm going to take all my CDs that's talking about all these ladies and all these clubs and all these cars and all this stuff and I'm going to take it to the Raiders facility and I'm going to throw all this stuff in the trash and I'm about to give me some music that's going to build me up and edify me and strengthen me and cause me to grow and mature. Woo, my God. That's going to cause me to grow as a man of God. I want to grow. I don't want to just go to church. I want to mature. I want to do right. I want God to be blessed. I want God to be pleased. I want to get this stuff out of my mind. I don't want the cuss words in my mind. I don't want the lies in my mind. I don't want the mess in my mind. I got to get this stuff out of my... Can I have an amen, y'all? Can I have an amen, y'all? I got to let God's word wash me. Because I want Christian character. I got to get it out. I got to get it out. I got to get it out. Let me share this with you. We're going to close. I, I just came from Seattle. I stayed at my homeboy's house. One of my buddies that I went to college with. Terry Holliman. My, I love this guy. And I stayed at his house on Friday night. And we up talking. We're up talking. And I say, man, you man, we start reminiscing. You know, back in the day, boy, you was crazy, dog. I said, yeah, I know I was crazy, huh? And we started talking, and I said, I said to him, I said, Terry, I said, I know when I got saved that, you know, our relationship just didn't really, it wasn't the same, you know. And I said, but the thing about it, Terry, for me, I just got to be honest with you, bro, it was a matter of life and death. I said, I knew where I was headed, man. I said, so when I gave my life to Christ, I ran. I ran, man, and he looked at me. He said, I know. He said, I'll never forget the conversation that we had on the phone, and you told me what had happened. When you got saved and you called me and told me that you're not running, with, you, can't, you, can't, you can't get involved in this stuff anymore. He said, I'll never forget that conversation. He said, matter of fact, I was just talking to somebody about it the other day, about how you got saved and you just took off, man. I said, man, I had to run. I had to run. I saw too many people go to church, and then they were doing both. I saw all that, and I saw pastor's kids in the church, but then behind the scenes, they doing all this kinky stuff, and I saw things, and I, and I said, you know, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to run fast for God. I'm not looking back. 
And I said, Terry, I said, I had, he said, he said, hey, no, 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 no. He said, I know. He said, I, I just was talking to somebody about watching you. I said, I had to, man. I love you. We still boys. He said, yeah, I know. But you had to do what you had to do, man. And listen, saints, we have to get serious and start running for Jesus. Can I have an amen, y'all? Can I have an amen? You have to run for him. And realize that as you're running for him, running for him, the devil, he's always looking for you to get tired and laxed. So he can convince you that it's okay for you to be lukewarm and do both. Listen to whatever you want to listen to. Do whatever you want to do. do no, never develop any Christian character. Have unforgiveness in your heart. That, that won't bear with people. You don't have any love. You're just walking in selfishness but still going to church. That's not what Jesus Christ died to bring into your life. Can I have an amen, y'all? We have to roll up our boots, our bootstraps, and we have to roll up our sleeves and say, you know what? I'm going to run for Jesus. And I am not looking back. Thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. This program is a production of The Well Christian Community, and we pray this message has blessed you in a special way. If it has, please let us know by contacting us today. You can write to us at The Well Christian Community, 2333 Neeson Drive. We're here in Livermore. The zip code is 94551. You can also contact us by phone at 925-292-7800. That's 925-292-7800. Learn more about us as well as drop us an email at our website, thewellchurch.net. Again, that's thewellchurch.net. On our website, you can also click on the link to access our page on Facebook or search for The Well Christian Community while you're on Facebook. You can also follow Pastor on Twitter with the address at Napoleon Kaufman, all one word. And then we would invite you to join us again next time as we continue our studies in God's Word for times of refreshing. Until then, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life, and may He bring you a peace that passes all understanding. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.